Hello, everybody, and welcome to So What Happens Next, where no man has gone before November and December at this point. This week, we are wrapping up our Trek Through the Stars, where we cover Star Trek, the original series, and just the rest. There's too many to name at this point. As always, I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I am Amber. I'm Bob. And I'm Walter. And this week, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Picard and Star Trek Lower Decks. reached the end of the journey how do you feel feeling pretty good about it <laughs> yeah this is finally the end this is part yes, two the end is nigh so this will wrap up our star trek the reboot era this is the part two and finale of it all joining us for the last and final time at least on this venture is the man who started this journey with us my dad bob how are you doing today i'm doing good how are you guys doing today we're doing all right. It is a muggy and cold Chicago day, and that is why I have coffee with a little bit of whiskey in it. Ah. Yes. Mm. And of course, talking to us right now is our second guest, Walter, here to see us off on your own. This has been kind of your own little venture into Star Trek, hasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I've enjoyed every minute of it. You know, it's been, I'm sure Amber is probably over it, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> As a guy who used to work in space, it's certainly fun to see, you know, the what ifs. Yeah. You know, minus the warp drive and the dilithium crystals. Oh, and the time travel. Oh, yeah, the time travel. And the time travel, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We can get enough time travel in this show. Well, luckily enough, we probably have, like, the two Star Trek series that so far don't deal with time travel this week. Mm-hmm. I think Picard gets close with its, like, multi dimensional whateverness. Lower Decks is just... I don't think they're doing time travel at all in that show. So, gentlemen, madam, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's jump right into this. So, Amber, Star Trek Picard, let's start, let's start there. What are, you know, your opening thoughts on that show? The music is great. Oh, I agree. Like the opening music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that part, and then that was about it. Oh. Like, <laughs> sadly. Um... <laughs> It was just, I liked the cast mm-hmm. besides, I think, like, the main girl. Um, the androids. Yeah, the android. Okay. Like, the android part of the show, like, I was just kind of like, oh, you know. But I like seeing Data. I like seeing Commander Riker come back. Oh, that's Captain yeah. Riker now. Oh, sorry. Captain <laughs> Riker. <laughs> Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. Along with um, Troy was really yeah, cool. That was cool, and just seeing like basically the old cast, and then going right into I guess like anytime Soji comes into the frame, I'm kind of like, oh, like I could totally just skip this and be fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it's sort even of though weird. she's like the main focus of the show, and right. I get like the android bit, but then again, it's just like there's some stuff like we didn't really. I felt like it could have been a lot better, like mm-hmm. the storyline. Yeah, no, I think it's it's definitely an interesting story and. 
I feel like there's a lot to unpack, even though the show's only ten episodes. Uh, Walter, you've been you've been dying for some Picard action here, and I know you Listen. love the man. So what? Let's hear what you what do you have to say about Star Trek Picard? I mean, since you know our first time together, when I was like, "Hey, man, like Janeway's on a pirate ship," like he gets a <laughs> you know literally gets an unmarked yeah. you know Starfleet vehicle and a ragtag bunch of like addicts, and they all travel through space to do cool things. Uh, you know, the budget was absolutely absurd oh for this God, show, and you can see it in the CGI. Like, it's like they just threw as much money as they could at Picard to make sure that he could have all the cool gizmos mm-hmm. and gadgets. For sure. And uh, I think it paid off as far as, like, the, the dream of, like, what, uh, you know, this uh, ship could look like and, like, piloting with, like, out, you know. The sticks and the, the yeah. pilot yeah. controls are, like, invisible. It's Tony Stark style. Yeah. You know, it's like Tony Stark starship. And the only thing that really bothered me about the whole thing was pretty much like the hologram projector. Like you look at the tiny little ship and then all of a sudden it's this like crazy giant room and you're like, this can't be, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. But if you can let that go uh, I, and basically everything else, because the story is great till like episode six and then it like just divulges into an ty- entirely different show. And I'm just kind of like, man, we really could have gone somewhere with seven and nine in this whole board Ooh. thing, but you just sucked him out of a vacuum. We will definitely talk about that because I have some pretty strong opinions in that department. But I think you're right. This show definitely had a had to have an astronomical budget. And I mean, the, it's like the CGI looks great, but I think you can kind of tell that... I noticed on the second viewing of this show that there's little like things where they cut corners, right? So like at the, toward, you know, the finale... With, you know, spoilers for Star Trek Picard, by the way. Like every single other Star Trek, <laughs> if you want to watch these, then go watch it first and then check back with us later. But, you know, at the end when Riker shows up, he's like, I'm captaining this super badass ship and I got a whole fleet of them behind me. I really think they put that line there because if you watch the scene, it's the same exact CG model for every single Romulan and Starfleet ship. And there's like a hundred of them. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, right? Like, in, in Next Generation, like, we were dealing with, like, different ships. Like, they look different, and they just kind of go. Like, when we're fighting the Borg, you'd have a bunch of different ones. Like, you have, like, the Defiant style, and then the Enterprise D, and then, like, all the other ones. So, I think that was maybe where they cut corners. But, hell, the ships look great. Like, I think they looked amazing. It tastes awful, and it works. So, Dad, you, you're the longest-time Star Trek fan in the room. That would be the oldest Star Trek fan in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean you've been a fan the longest, though. True. But you have, you are both. You know, you won two records for this room. But um, <laughs> I, I remember we kind of asked you at the beginning of this whole venture. You know, what your your early opinions on Picard and TNG were, and you were kind of like, no, nah, I don't, don't really care. You know, you you were you're very much like a Pike Kirk guy. You're not really a next gen guy. So. You know, going into Star Trek Picard, better than TNG, worse. What are your opinions on it? Better, better than TNG. I, I thought Episode One had a really slow start, and Picard's old. He's getting old, and you can see it. In my opinion, mm-hmm. even though he does have an eye patch at one point, <laughs> and it does get much, much better as it moves as as you go through the season. But um, it started out. You know, he got his ass kicked. By that gray hair, that white haired lady. Oh, um, the, man. The, the, the Admiral. Right. I mean, that I didn't think that was called for, but hey, whatever. And with his, with his blow up on the, uh, when he was being interviewed by the CNN of the 23rd century, right. um, that, little, uh, that little thing was a little off to me. It didn't fit the rest of the 
all of the previous series, you know, people didn't blow up like that. Mm -hmm. um, at least not to that extent. But after all of that settled down and everything smoothed out, I, I'm I'm actually I actually enjoyed the series, the the first ten episodes of this of Picard. We'll see how it goes in the next season. There was a couple ups and downs, but um, for the most part, the line was a slope up as far as uh, enjoyment of the of the series. Yeah, and I totally agree. I mean, as far as my part goes, like, I, I think I'm maybe the only person in the room who really watched the whole thing twice now. I don't know, Dad, did you rewatch everything before this? Because I know you and I were watching it a while back. Yeah, I was. I watched a, a I, I, what would you say? I, I cruised through a couple episodes this week just to, to get my feet wet again. But, um, gotcha. But yeah, I've, I, I, once I got looking at it, once I got watching it this week, I'm like, yeah, I remember all, I remember all of this. Right. And that's kind of what happened when I was watching with Amber for the most part. It was like, oh, I remember this happening. I remember this happening. And I totally agree. This show is like a really slow burn in the beginning. And then it kind of ramps up after like the Riker Pizza Planet, you know, introspective sequence where they're like meeting Troy and Riker again and their kid. And Soji's like, you are clear to enter. Welcome to Pizza Planet. I'm a human, but I'm not, and all this. And then they kind of, when they go off to the android world, it really just dials it up to to 11 as far as, like, pacing and action and all this other stuff. I think, I think I, I kind of agree, like, with your bit, Dad, that it was sort of funky to see, like, the, the old Picard get, like, his ass handed to him by the Admiral. And, I mean, on the second watch, it kind of makes sense because... I think what they're trying to do with the show that I don't, I think they come really close, but don't quite hit that mark is they're trying to kind of like destroy Picard and make him like you're like, as Walter pointed out in a previous episode, Picard is not God in this show. And I think Walter, thanks to that quote from you, I started watching it with like a, Oh yeah. In TNG, Picard like can do no wrong. Right. And he's always right. And he always gets what he wants. And then this show there, like the Admiral literally says, shut the fuck up. And it's like, you've had this a long time coming. It's like, Oh, people are sick of this. Like they're yeah. sick and tired of hearing this from this guy who always got his way. And then all of a sudden he decides he wants to turn around and say Starfleet sucks and then turn around and come crawling back and being like, Hey, so just reinstate me and give me a fleet of ships and we'll go solve this problem. And the Admiral's like, excuse me? Were you yeah. not on the news two days ago? <laughs> like, And I think it's supposed to show like his arrogance, right? Like, He thinks he can just walk back in. And that, that sequence starts, right? He walks and he's like, I'm here to see the Admiral. And the dude's like, name? And he just kind of looks at him and he's like, name? He's like, uh, oh, uh, Jean-Luc Picard. And he's like, neat. Here's your visitor pass. And he's just like, oh... Thanks, and like right. walks away. Yeah, that was, that caught me by surprise too. Obviously, the the kid didn't know he was, which was surprising because theoretically I'm everybody shocked. should know who he is. It should be historic, historic, uh, studied in history in Starfleet. Totally. That belongs in a museum. So do you. And did you think that the show Amber did a good job with the whole like kind of reconstructing Picard's character? As it go, as it were. I mean, that seems to be like the first. I don't know. Six episodes of the show are like, let's do like character-driven drama, which I think doesn't fit perfectly with the Soji Borg happenings to me because that a lot of that seems rushed. So we can give Picard more screen time. But as far as that stuff goes, like, did you did you feel like they were doing a good job with the character development in this, or were you like, what are we doing? This is really boring. Like, what what's your opinion on the early kind of end of this show? No, it was very much like. 
oh, how the turntables, you know, with him, <laughs> like you said, being God and right. TNG, and now he's not. Everybody actually hates him, and if anything, he fucked up a lot of people's lives. Right. Well, well, well. How the turntables. And you can see that, obviously, with people that he, you know, goes back to and it's just like, I need yeah. your help or whatever. And they're just kind of like, no. Yeah, they're like, like don't you understand The only one that really, me, yeah. like, still sees him as, like, you know, back then Picard is Riker. Like, right. he's still, like, they still have, like, that connection with him and they still view him in a positive light. But everybody else from Starfleet, they're just like, we hate you. And right. that's the thing, like... That kid may have recognized who he was, but depending on like what they talk about in like their history classes right. or whatever, he might be blacklisted. Yeah. Like they might be like, oh, he's actually not, you know, one of the greats or whatever, along with right. Jonathan Archer or whatever. Right. Like, we're just not gonna like talk about that. Yeah, dude. there's like Kirk so, Picard, Lacutus, yeah. also known as <laughs> Sir as, as Captain Picard. Like yeah. But we're going to gloss over him and skip right on to Captain Riker. Like, yeah, but it was very interesting because a lot of his monologues was like anti-Federation. Yeah. And it does point out a lot of flaws with the Federation. But then again, if you're going to be like pointing fingers at someone, don't expect them to like welcome you back with open arms. Yeah. And I think that sort of sums up, you know, Picard's run in TNG, right? Like he's always been kind of that stern parent where even if yeah. he disses you to your face, it's like... Well, okay, dad, you know, it's not, it's it's like, you're right, I was wrong. And this, they're like, no, fuck you. Like, get the hell out of my office. I'm not giving you a fleet of ships. Also, don't you have a brain thing? Like, well, you're not okay to fly. Yeah, like, exactly. Go back to your, you yeah, know. Go back to Chateau Picard <laughs> with your Romulans, like. Uh, Walter, so so you, you really enjoyed this, I take it. What? How did you feel about the early end of this show? Kind of the character drama that was Star Trek Picard. Yeah, I mean, it, I thought it was a little refreshing compared to the normal, like, disjointed, you know, like you go back to Enterprise or, or even, you know, Discovery that we just watched. It was like the, the arcs of the stories were like between two or three episodes, right? So like the, the depth that they could actually give the characters, like it wasn't as, as deep, I would say, right? Because like we were talking about last week for Discovery, it's like they made a character out of nothing for three episodes so they could have an ending, Right. right, and this seemed like, you know, ten episodes of character development. Like they're right. trying to build a world outside of Starfleet so that they can like do something with it outside of Starfleet, right? Because yeah. right now everything's about the the Federation and all that stuff. So I think they're trying to start a new twist to get away from Starfleet, but still use the universe. And you can't just really come out and do that, right? Because right. if you do that, everyone's gonna be like, "This isn't how it is," right? It's always on a you know a ship. It's owned by by Starfleet, so this is a nice change of pace, I thought. I mean, the story was kind of strange. You know, I think really what it ended up being is like a, a almost like a fall from grace type story where where Q turns his you know, God turns his back <laughs> on his on his, you know, disciple, and then the disciple no longer has divine luck, right? right? And he has to figure things out for himself. And I think it's more of a story about that. Q, what is it that you're trying to tell me? You suck, you duckass. No, no, I totally agree with you. I personally think that the show tried to kind of walk a little... It tried to balance it a little too much. Like, I really think that it should have gone more or less, like, full-blown character drama and just kind of stuck to this, like, subplot of the androids being the thing that kind of drives Picard to redemption, I guess. It doesn't quite do that. And I think that's more because they're trying to introduce... Like, it's ten episodes about Picard 
But you also have to introduce, you know, like Rafi, and you're introducing uh, Allison Pill's character, the doctor, the the, the synthetic doctor. You're, you're trying to introduce Soji as like a person that you actually want to root for. You're trying to introduce Captain Rios and his like five holograms. Which, my God, does that man have range? Like I love, <laughs> I honestly loved that. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. That was that was one of my, I think my favorite parts just of the whole thing was just like watching this the actor that plays Rios play like five to six different versions of himself and it's just like they introduce you with the medical hologram and then there's like the piloting hologram and then the like mental health hologram the hospitality hologram this whole thing but he was great like I love Rios as a character he was fun and you get like seven of nine come back like almost out of nowhere really flying in like a really old school Romulan bird of prey flying around Um, and it's cool like it's fun the um, Romulan kid Oh, that's right, Elmore. Yeah, I right. loved him. He was great. Yeah. He was like the Legolas of like <laughs> Picard. Ears and everything. Yeah, yeah. he was a great swordsman. And I mean, I kind of liked, you know, like, talk about that real quick. Elnor, like, what did you guys think of the, you know, what did you guys think of like the extra characters? Like, the show's Star Trek Picard, and obviously we're doing a lot with Picard, but, you know, as far as the crew goes. So, like, Dad, what, what, were you, what did you think of like the crew on Picard's new ship? Uh, I thought they were pretty cool. I had a real negative feeling when I first saw Rafi. Because yeah. if you watch Blind Spot, she was the evil antagonist in the beginning of the series. I mean, she uh. did it so well that you would have thought she was real. And then when I saw her in this show, I'm like, oh boy, what's this going to bring us? But yeah, <laughs> she had she had an attitude. I, I appreciated the attitude. Elnor, he, I, I, I thought he was pretty he was pretty cool too. He's you know Captain Picard's buddy or yeah like his son his, yeah. yeah like a son that he never had bringing back seven of nine was interesting she's the uh female pirate in the yeah. in the galaxy <laughs> but um, like almost eye patch and everything you know she should have been borg queen that was a cool sequence yeah i think though you know before we leave elnor and everybody and walter get your opinions on the crew in a minute but i liked i really liked like i guess i don't know when we watched for the tng episode that we did we watched the borg episode and then the following, like, when Picard goes home and kind of goes through the whole tragic thing. And then if you watch Star Trek Generations, like, his family dies in the beginning of that movie. There is a fire and it kills his brother and his sister-in-law and his nephew. And, like, Picard re- has to come to terms in that film with, like, holy shit, I'm the last Picard. Like, that's it. It's over. If I, When I'm dead, it, it's done. I didn't have kids. I'm probs not going to do that anytime soon. <laughs> It's over. And I think to see Elnor and just to, to preface the whole episode with that sequence where he goes to that like Romulan kind of refugee planet and like Elnor just loves listening to him read stories. And I was like, it was a really heartfelt, cool thing because in the context of the character, it's like, hey, Picard did get this son. And it kind of makes it 10 times worse when he comes back. And Elnor at first is kind of like, fuck you. I don't want to help you. Like, get the hell out of my life. You know, like, you left me, and I think it's just another twist of the knife for Picard to be like, hey, you saved the Romulans, but then the Romulans hate you, and the Federation hates you, and, like, everybody kind of hates you. Like, even Rafi, the only person that even, like, mildly deals with you is Rios, like, just because he doesn't know you yet. But even him, he's like, oh, you're just Starfleet, so, like, fuck you too. Why don't you shut the hell up? But, Walter, what were your opinions on the on the pirate ship crew? I mean, so yeah, this whole thing is building up the new crew for the next for season two, right? Like that's the whole mm-hmm. point of season one. You know, instead of getting your stereotypical captain in number one, 
you know, and then like they're, you know, the like it's almost like you've got John Luke who is the captain, pseudo captain, right? And mm-hmm. then you've got Seven of Nine who's like his number one, right? And and Ele- Eleanor or Elnor, whatever his name, yeah. like literally, I just think he's a ripoff from freaking Star Wars. <laughs> literally, like he is a Jedi for, for lack of a better term. Like he's like an overly honest Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, he has great character development, and I love the whole like he can only swear his blade to a lost cause. Like that was a yeah. great twist. Yeah. Uh, the only person I absolutely despise, and I'm not looking forward to being in season two, just because I thought she was an awful character, was Agnes, right? Mm. Because she is going to be the Doctor character in season two. Yeah. Right. That's just gonna happen. And I just felt like, as far as a character, like, yeah, at the end, she's like, "I'm sorry, I did wrong," and so I took this bullet to the neck to try to save everyone so that we couldn't be tracked anymore. But it seemed like no matter what happened, like they could be like, "Hey, we got you a cupcake with sprinkles," and she instantly has a panic attack and throws up everywhere. <laughs> or they could be like, "Hey, you know, like, like we just got." to the cyborg planet and she throws up and starts like convulsing right? right it doesn't matter what they tell her she just starts convulsing like a like somebody who's like going through a manic episode like there's no other emotion range she gets and i'm very disappointed it was her in the end with picard in the ship and not her not picard and like raffi right. or literally anyone else right like it was him and the doctor and i was just like why are you still here yeah i think she she definitely was a little odd i'm hoping that she they do more with her character in the next season just because I feel like I feel like there's a lot that that can be done there right like yeah especially from the robotic side right like you have I'm sure she has like a wealth of knowledge on that which like she'll they'll need it because of course they have an android and there's plenty more so it's just like yeah plus Picard (laughs) yeah so she's like Picard and Soji's personal doctor like Mm -hmm. you kind of need her but I agree with you Walter I think that I agree with you in the sense that like they didn't really give her a lot of range to work with I mean Mm. I think she was kind of there to be sort of the the new like the viewer entering this world and but like doing it in less of a wonder and amazement way because Star Trek's done that to death and they were like how about we just do a like almost like a scared bones kind of way of like I don't want to be here space is horrible I want to go home and then (laughs) on top of that you have the added element of like I'm a secret agent for the not quite Romulan Vulcan security woman like space is disease and danger wrapped in darkness and silence well i hate to break this too but starfleet operates in space i think they just gave her almost too much stuff to do and they should have like kind of picked one thing but i think if they wanted to keep her they should have made it a little bit more redemptive and i think that's what they were trying to do with her in the ship was like here's her redemption stick her in the ship and let her and picard go like essentially sacrifice their lives as far as anyone knows to you know stop the romulans so I can see what they're trying to do, but it is a little weird how they just kind of were like, yeah, okay, you're fine. Like, whatevs. Um, Dad, you, you sound like you're going to say something. What's up? So why did no one ever ask the question, where did she come from when the Romulans burst into Chateau Picard and, mm. uh, you know, just they just she just appeared, killed one of them. And nope, right. I was watching that and I'm like, where the hell did she come from? And why is she yeah. with these guys? Did I miss right. did I miss something in that or was it just glossed over in that episode? I think they just they gloss it over because it's if and you're right if you think about like the sequencing of that scene like the Romulan death squad shows up to Chateau Picard seconds before she does. Right. And it's not like it's a small property where you just turn a corner and then come <laughs> up. You got to like hike through some vineyards to get to this house. Mm-hmm. So like she had to have seen some because the guy goes through the front door and she shoots him or whatever, and it's like you had to have seen, you had to have watched that happen. So yeah, and plus, 
you know, and I don't think they get enough. This is what kind of shocked me. I don't think these two characters get enough. Are the two Romulan, like, housekeepers yes. that live with Picard, who are, like, ex Shiar agents that are, for some reason, working with, like, they're just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> we'll live in your house and kind of make you a breakfast and stuff. Like, because I love the scene that you're talking about that. I'm glad you bring it up because I remember on second watch, I was like, man, that's so cool. Like, they just, the minute the bolt goes through the window... They're just like, they just say, outside, grab the gun, go. And they don't even like, there's no, oh no, we're under attack. It's just like, <laughs> get the guns, go. And they like reach under a table, pull out some disruptors, and everybody starts sh- a shootout. Yeah. And I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, it'd be nice to keep these guys around. And it's like, bye everybody, I'm going on an adventure, take care of the vineyard <laughs> for me. And they're just like, right. bye. And then they have to go to another planet to get another Romulan to come fight for them, right? right. Instead of taking we'll the see, two, yeah. like, <laughs> secret agents with them from the house, right. right? Like, Well, someone's got to watch the house. And see, I think it would have been kind of cool to, like, make that the character. Because, like, the two are a couple, right? And, like, yeah. they argue with each other. Like, the guy's like, let's get, let, giddy up, let's go. And she's like, hell no, you guys go kill yourselves, I'm not going. And I think <laughs> that could have been, like, the move, right? Like, yeah. have him go with Picard, and that's kind of their tension, and then maybe she does some finagling in the end and then gets them all together. Maybe they'll work uh, but, in the second series. I'm hoping so. Like, I'm hoping we go back to Chateau Picard for a little bit. Because I did like seeing that. And it would just seem bad to, like, abandon the dog and the Romulans. I know. Why didn't that. he bring the dog with him? I don't know. Archer brought his dog. That's all I I'm know. saying. Archer brought <laughs> Porthos. Archer thought it was fine to bring Porthos into uncharted space, and Picard's like, nope. Yeah. Can't have too many number ones. Plus, like, Picard's dog is a lot bulkier, right. and it just, like, seems a lot tougher. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I feel like it actually brings value, right? Like, like Picard gets <laughs> attacked. Like, there's a pit bull there to right. keep him safe. Yeah. Seems reasonable. <laughs> As opposed to that, you know, garbage-ass beagle that's just sitting there like, bark, Jeez. bark. Oh, dad, you're oh, knocked geez. out. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Beagle Porthos doesn't hold a candle to mirror universe Porthos. I'll say that's it again. Well, but yeah, so... For those who... <laughs> oh, True. Mm. Yeah, so for those of you guys listening, just to kind of recap, I guess, the plot of Picard, uh, Picard finds an android... And then it dies by a secret Romulan death squad. That really made me mad. That me was too. an interesting way to start this. I was just like, like why? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could have cut she down a like time. She was like the cooler one, too. And right. then you get Soji, and you're just like... <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, so he goes off on an adventure, basically, to find this twin sister of mm. this android, because he's, at the same time, feeling really sad about Data's death in yeah. Star Trek Nemesis. Um, on top of all things, Romulus gets destroyed and I kind of want to hear everybody's take on this so if you've seen as we've covered in a previous episode the Kelvin timeline movies Spock prefaces the entire first of those three films with yeah like Romulus gets destroyed by a supernova in like a hundred and a half years or so like crazy shit and you know as a result you get Nero and things like that too bad they didn't have the spore drive I know right (laughs) I feel like really the spore drive could have solved a lot of problems But, you know, one of the things I think is interesting is, like, they decided to keep that as, like, a canonical thing, right? It's, like, even though the the Kelvin movies are almost apocryphal in some ways <laughs> among fans, like, they still were like, oh, yeah, Romulus totally gets destroyed in the prime time. Like, we are keeping that. So, Amber, what were your thoughts on that? Like, you, you famously said, you know, I thought these movies were the shit, and now I think they are shit. So, seeing something from those <laughs> films, you know, make its way into the 
prime timeline, as it's called. What what are you what are your thoughts? Like Romulus gets destroyed anyway, so like what's up? Yeah, I think it helps fuel like um the conflict between like the Romulans and then also like the Federation. Mm-hmm. So I think it helped in that way, but otherwise I like they don't really talk a lot about it besides the fact that like the Federation like didn't help out or anything. Mm-hmm. Like we don't get like in the movies. Like in the movies we see what happens. Like it explodes because there's some yeah, the star dies, thing, yeah. you know, and it creates a black hole or whatever. But um, they didn't. They only like talked about it for a little bit, and then that was basically. It. And I was just like, okay, like this is why, like you know, the Romulans don't like the Federation. Right. All right, we'll just run with it. Yeah. No, it was definitely an easy thing to jump to. Walter, you were with us when we talked about the Kelvin timeline. What do you think of the whole? Let's let's put this. Let's make this real. Like let's make it official. So the thing that bothers me about it isn't that it's real, right? It can be real. That's fine with me. But the problem I have with it is it's like throughout all of Star Trek history, the Romulans are like decades or hundreds of years technologically more advanced than Mm. like everyone. And that's why everyone comes together to like kind of like A, get the Romulans on their team or B, fight the Romulans. Mm -hmm. So it's like when their planet goes super or their star goes supernova, they're like, oh no, we had no idea that our star was going (laughs) to supernova. Right? Like in my mind, the Romulans must have had scientific individuals to be like, yeah, our planet's going to explode or our star is going to explode between, you know, one to 10 years. We really needed to like, you know, get the people off the planet and the whole Picard, like, hey, man, we need to save these refugees thing could have been avoided with, like, a little foresight. You know, I, I, I'm just kind of saddened that the Romulans weren't like, ah, oh, yes, we're going to supernova soon. We should probably move the bulk of everyone off of this planet. <laughs> they or better yet, the move the planet. They're like, nah, we're good. We're just, we're just going <laughs> to pretend. Yeah. Dad, what about you? So I, I'm not sure what your opinions on the, the newer or older now, I don't know. Kelvin timeline movies are, but what, what what were you thinking when it's like, oh yeah, we'll just blow up Romulus anyway? Like what? Yeah, what, what the heck? Is there's enough Romulans kicking around in the series anyway, so what difference does it make? <laughs> yeah, definitely a good point. Um, I don't. I really didn't give it a whole lot of thought. I mean, I looked around. There's a lot of Romulans already here. They're they're still some kind of an enemy. At least some of them are. We'll see what happens with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Talshiar that are with Picard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I got a bad feeling about them. Uh, sorry about the phrasing of that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about hey. quiet. Well, but uh, I really I didn't have much of an opinion. Uh, I, yeah. I, I'll go with the flow in this one. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm a little worried that they're gonna like kill them off or something like that in the next season. I really don't want them to. Like, they were really cool characters, and I think they the the Mister and Mrs. Talshiar could deserve a little bit more credit. You know. And the, At least just for being there. They gave him a good bit of FaceTime. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of hope they would be back. Um, yeah. Cool. I mean, and I'm wondering if maybe... Cause, so here's the thing, and I think, Walter, you pointed this out at the top of the show, and I definitely want to talk about this um, at this point, because I think we're there, but we get introduced to a ton of, like, Borg stuff in this show. And I seriously thought when I first watched this show, my thought was, okay, this is the plot. Picard is going to go have to go back to this Borg cube hunting down like this android. And like, lo and behold, it's going to turn out through some timey wimey bullshit that the Romulans created the Borg and the Borg get 
sent back in time or whatever like that in the future. Like, I thought that's where we are going with this. We- it was going to be a weird paradox where, like, the Romulans used the Borg technology to advance their stuff unknowingly, kind of creating the Borg entity, and then it sort of starts the cycle. And it would be up to Picard to, like, stop it or whatever. And then it, like, didn't happen. Because, like, Walter, I think you pointed this out. It's like, they take, like, a left turn the minute we kind of start going. And I'm like, nope, we're going to the android planet, and we're, we're not... We're not doing anything with the cube anymore. It's over. <laughs> so, for you guys listening, uh, the Romulans have a Borg cube that is, like, out of commission. And they're clearly studying the technological advancements that the Borg have, even though it doesn't come to any kind of fruition at all um, in this season. And at the same time, they're, like, reverting Borg back into people. Um, or whoever they were. And I really liked that, like, they, they actually went and they were like, hey, you remember you remember that character from TNG that they, like, make unborgified, but, like, he's still a Borg? Let's bring him back. And everybody was like, who's that? And he was like, more like, Hughes that. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> no, seriously, who the hell is that? Because I honestly did not recognize that actor until, like, Picard goes... Hugh and I'm like oh yeah okay that's cool so like they bring Hugh who was a Borg that was like removed from the collective and then put back in the collective and then he wasn't really part of the collective anymore or something and he's kind of you know bringing people back from Borgitude and they call them XBs uh, and they just constantly keep saying everyone hates XBs because they were Borg and everybody hates Borgs so everybody hates XBs I'm like, okay, that's kind of a dick thing to do, but okay. Um, and we get just a ton of time spent on this Borg ship. Like, that's where Soji is, and there's this weird romance thing with... I hated this character, by the way. I don't know about your guys' opinions, but I 100% hated, agree. Yeah, I hate hated. the actor, to be honest. That like, guy, every time he's in something, I'm just oh. like, turn it off. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I've seen him in anything else, but I hated He's just, like, really this. cringy. Yes, the yeah, whole time. Yeah, and that was his whole character. I'm just like... Why are you like this? His whole character is like cringy, flirtatious spy, but like he fails at one of those three things, if not two of them. Yeah. yeah. He was like the Romulan Twilight vampire. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he reminded me. He reminded me of a vampire, for Christ's sake. Like he's just like, hello, Soji, I'm a secret agent. You down? And she was like, yeah, and then like <laughs> a whole romance just kind of happens off screen. Yeah, <laughs> but it was so shit. unconvincing. It was yeah. like because then they're just like because at first, at first when they introduce them, I'm like, oh, this guy is totally evil, like a hundred percent evil, and yeah. she even goes so far as to say like, hey man, you're evil, right? And he's like, <laughs> maybe, and she's like, it's okay, I guess, I don't know, and then like they go on with the rest of the plot, but it's like. They introduce them as, like, let's, you know, casually sleep together and stuff. And then all of a sudden, they're like, man, I'm so in love with you. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's been, like, five minutes of screen time of this. What the hell's going on? And it's just, it's unconvincing, like you said, Amber. Like, I'm like, I'm not convinced that this sabotage happened. I'm not convinced that he, like, really built it up for this to occur. And it just seems kind of rushed, like, to activate her. Why didn't we just do something else? But I gotta say, I was a little disappointed that we had all this, like, Borg potential here to, like, really play with some cool Borg stuff, and it kind of just doesn't come to fruition with anything. I mean, even going so far as, like, as you point out, Amber, when, like, Seven of Nine, like, becomes this Borg queen equivalent of the hive, or of the, of the, the cube, and it was just like, I am the lizard queen! 
holy crap, like, that was crazy. She's like, I'm going to have to do it, Elnor, just in case, you know, be ready to swing that sword at my head, man, because this is my, this might go south. <laughs> and he's like, weird. And, you know, she, like, wakes him up, and it that scene was so fucking cool, because all the Borg are like, we are the Borg, we are the Borg, we are the Borg, we are the Borg, we are the Borg. We are the Borg. And then they're just like, oh, no, no, doop, 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 open the airlock, and they're just flinging out into space. And I was like, what was the point of that? Like, it sucked. Yeah, and, and like, the thing for me is, it's, is we've seen Borg cubes under attack before, and, like, they're, you know, like, in ill repair. And, like, never in any of those instances did any of them get sucked into space. Right. And then mysteriously, this particular <laughs> instance, like, whatever ability that was was disabled, and they all just flew out of the airlock. And I'm just right. kind of like, okay, yeah, that seems, that seems about right. <laughs> Yeah. No, it was so weird. Like, it was just weird because they never quite gauge, like, what's the Romulan's actual control of this cube? Because mm-hmm. Hugh's like, this is the queen cell. They don't know it's here, but they can, like, operate the cube in a ton of different ways. And, like, Seven can't override that. And what, what's going on? Like, this seems like right. something the minute you're plugged in, you are admin locking everything down. No one has access all the Romulans are guest users. The cube is off limits to anybody. No, none of the system stuff. Like, you're not doing it. Yeah, and the other part about the, the whole, like, Borg thing, like, two things in particular, right? So they all get sucked out into the airlock, right? Right. But I can't tell you how many times a Borg has just teleported into a ship right. and grabbed someone and then teleported back, right? Like, <laughs> why didn't they all just teleport back yeah. onto the ship? Yeah, right. What, and then what, the other what? thing, it's like, they keep, the, you know, the Romulans are all like, oh, we don't know anything about this ship. And they keep turning people back into people, right? (laughs) (laughs) But Seven of Nine puts her hand on a wall and mysteriously it opens up and there's a thing. And she's like, I just knew how to do this. And it's like, okay, but what about the 20,000 other people that you turn back into people? They don't know how to do any of this? Yeah, like how brain dead are the other Borg? Like legitimate question because they seem to range from like Hugh, who is just a normal person with kind of some funky bits stuck to his face. And, like, same with with, with Seven of Nine. But, like, you have all these other people that are just, like, zombified before they even reestablish a collective. They're just like, I guess I'm a person. I don't know. It's like all the Borg know where this stuff is. And I'm like, well, then why has it... Have they all just, like... (laughs) I mean, they're not connected to each other anymore, right? So have they all just, like, gotten together when the Romulans aren't around and said, look, guys, I know that we know that we could just easily plug some shit into our butts and we would be able to take over the ship. (laughs) They're waiting for the right moment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like when the Romulan fleet is on its way to the cube is the absolute worst moment to do this. Like, you do it before the Romulans are like, all right, let's let's blow this thing and let's get out of here. Like, forget it. What did, Dad, what was your thoughts on the reintroduction of the Borg, like, to this whole series? You know, given, given the ending and where it ultimately goes, like... I don't know, I... It was it it's it looked to me like it was a little bit of an afterthought or a forethought. Let's put this in here just in case we needed later. Right, which, right. Know, they will, but um, you know, going back to what you're saying about the board not knowing anything, and obviously their security pr- protocols are really lacking. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we did infect them with a virus, I think, in some episode somewhere along the yeah, line. Yeah, that's so true. It's a, it's a tool. They 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 use the board, the cube, and the reclamation or whatever they call it. Right. It's a it's a tool. It's you know it's going to be used later, I guess. For sure, we'll see what happens. But I think all the Romulan or all the Borg are being fed Romulan ale to keep them sedate. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, 
Let's go get wasted. The one place in Star Trek where it's not illegal to have Romulan ale is the cube. Yeah. <laughs> Amber, what were your thoughts on the, the reintroduction or like half reintroduction of the Borg? Like it came off like an afterthought, basically. Yeah. Like they just kind of added that. And it's like, ooh, cool. And then did nothing with it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it, it, it really, the only payoff I think that the Borg cube thing did was like a one and a half things was... The first one was, like, getting a kind of cool, like, you know, some more unnecessary, but their character building of Picard, where it's like, hey, you're now, like, the most fragile you've probably ever been in your life, and you have to go kind of to a place that's going to make you relive one of the most traumatic experiences of your life. Like, how do you feel? And he's like, do I bloody look like I feel okay? Like, I'm so angry about this. I don't know if I can handle it. But it doesn't really pay off that much, right? Like, he goes, and he starts freaking out. And then Hugh's like, hey, man, remember me? And he's like, Hugh, thank God you're here. Everything's okay. And it's like, yep, that's why I'm here. We didn't bother to build handrails, by the way, so seriously watch out. Like, don't freak out like that, or you will fall off the bridge to your death. Because for some reason, they didn't bother to do that. So anyway, I says, forget the dental plan. Forget sick leave. I just want a railing. You know, one railing, right here. Yeah, I know. I've almost fallen over that thing so many times. So what'd they say? Oh, get this. They said they're worried we'd be leaning all day. Oh, they said that? Yeah. <sighs> well, none of this will matter when we're famous singers. Yeah, and then they have, like, a whole Terminator sequence where Soji jumps down and he's like, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, wow, this couldn't have happened any more perfectly. She literally <laughs> fell out of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird how, like, you know, destined some of that stuff is for like a lack of a cue or a lack of any of this type of thing, you know, some extra power going around or something like that. And then the only other half thing I feel like the board cube kind of facilitated was like, let's go to Riker's Pizza Planet with our magic portal gizmo because, yeah, plot needs to happen. So instead of just flying there like normal people, we're going to just boop you out <laughs> over there. Like, why not? <laughs> No, yeah, I bet weird. you the writers were in a room and like they were like, yeah, we'll just put them on Riker's planet. And some guy was like, no, no, you don't understand. Like the Trekkies are going to realize that Riker's <laughs> planet is like hundreds of light years away. And the amount of time it would take for them to get there would be like four episodes. And so we just need to find a way to get them there. And they were like, OK, how about magic? Magic sounds good. <laughs> so they're, they're reaching for Harry Potter and Star Wars and everything else for all Oh, gosh. Yeah, they're like, oh, the Borg Queen mysteriously had a magic portal. This is just like magic! But why didn't we see her use that before? It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's like, well, you know, like the Borg had to like position themselves in like the trans-dimensional space of like a super black hole so they could warp around. But mysteriously, this cube has a a way to get from point A to point Z literally instantly. It has the portal, like a poof button. So whatever, (laughs) it's cool. But yeah, I, I feel like they could have done a lot more with the Borg. And I feel like there's there's more... there's Like you said, Dad, they're really, like, setting up a ton of stuff. I mean, the whole, like... You know, they're obviously angling for at some point for there to be, like, that Seven of Nine spinoff show. Because, I mean, you have this whole black market trade in, like, board organic technology stuff where they're ripping people apart. And that just kind of gets thrown in here for... Very little purpose. It doesn't really do anything in the show. It just gives Seven of Nine a chance. It's, it's basically like a here's a test drive of like what a Seven of Nine show would look like. But we'll we'll maybe get to that later, depending on ratings here. And then 
you know, you have the cube where it's like, we'll crash the cube, but like, just, just so you guys know, like, people can access Borg stuff now, so it's, you know, it's different, stuff's mm-hmm. happening. But, uh, you know, they, they zip over to Riker's planet, Riker makes some pizza, everybody feels good about themselves again, and I kind of like what you said, Amber, like, I was a little hesitant, like, when I saw, like, oh, Riker's back, like, oh boy, some more Frakes action, like, great. <laughs> And it, not that I don't like the guy, I think the guy's delightful, but I'm, I just, I get the feeling that like, especially after that f- finale of Enterprise, man, it's just like, do you have to be here? Like, <laughs> like, do you really need to be here? No, I never wanted you to get involved in any of this world. Coming here was a desperate impulse. I regret it already. Copy that. I'll stick to making pizza. But I liked it. I mean, it was a nice, like, let's take a breather and get, regain our bearings. And, you know, he does yeah, a great job. it was a palate job. cleanser. For sure. Mm-hmm. Like, he steps back into the role great. Both of them did. And it was just like, you know, it's like, let's watch Counselor Troy counsel again. And then they kind of have their cool, like, oh, by the way, like, our kid who died had this whole thing. And, like, we have this kind of whole backstory with, with the synthetics and, like, why they would have been great to have. Also, we're Data's friends. And it's this whole. So, another spinoff possibility. Oh, Yeah. Pizza Planet. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, let's watch The Adventures of Riker. <laughs> Star Trek, the next, next generation. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the, and that's kind of where the show starts to take its left turn, right? Everybody, like, we're going, okay, now we're off to the android planet because Soji saw it in a weird dream vision thing. And the Romulans are going there and they're going to blow everybody up. And we meet the planet of Data's. Along with Brett Spiner again, again randomly, yes. who He's is just Data's, a character that won't die? He just can't. He has to play every iteration of the Sung family, both constructed and born, that has ever existed. In Enterprise, he's like his ancestor. In TNG, he's Lore and Data and Doctor Sung. It's just like and Dream Sung. Like he he's in there tons, and he's in here as this inexplicable Sung son, who like isn't a robot but wants to be a robot and he built all these other robots and it's just like alright I mean I guess you you got Spiner on the show might as well use him (laughs) instead of the weird the weird uh, data sequences where data's clearly let himself go a little bit but um yeah why does he age (laughs) yeah you think they would have just kind of done some Disney like deep fake magic and tarkened him a little bit like it just make him look you know, he'll look like a robot. He's not supposed to look like a real person. Like, yeah, but instead he's like, hello, Captain. Like, I am here painting a picture. Would you like to finish it? It's like, oh, my God, Mr. Data. You've, have you been eating too much? Do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> you look older. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, we got we got the whole planet of automatons, and we figure out the evil Romulan secret of why the Romulans are, like, funky anti-AI people which i guess is a thing i don't know it just seemed like they kind of took advantage of the fact that we don't see enough romulan technology in tng to really merit a question of the romulans lack of ai so they're like yeah they're all like weird luddites and they don't they don't like technology they don't like ai so they just like have a sworn oath to destroy it because they all mind melded around a thing somewhere in space or whatever it is and it's just this whole bit of, oh, it was a message to other synthetic life forms from some precursor synthetic life form that 
transcended beyond this dimension and they're like human or you know organic life is the devil and we will come purge your universe of it if you want us to and how many times does that come up in star trek right literally never it's like the whole i don't know it was another like q thing it was like the whole hey let my people go right like it's like like you mess with my people i'm gonna destroy all of yours kind of thing and it was just strange well it's like the epitome of overkill right like your enemy is sort of the romulans and they kind of try to frame it like the federation would hate you it's like dude no hold up like the federation didn't like the synthetics because the synthetics literally set a planet next door to the capital planet of the federation on fire and it's still on fire like they make a mention in the first episode like mars's atmosphere caught on fire and it's still burning to this day and i'm just like (laughs) well damn i'd be kind of like angry at some robots too if they did that to me like that would really suck so it's like maybe they could like fix that and call it even like whatever but no they're like we will come and we will eradicate all organic life that opposes you in the galaxy that's that seems a bit much, gang. Like, And then we don't really get to see them, which I thought was a real letdown. What were you expecting the end of this show to look like, Amber? Like, when you got there and you now know that the you know, the android lady, the golden version of Soji is like, oh, I'm dastardly evil because I saw the... Which was bullshit. Um, the Vulcan, oh, yeah, mind meld. Oh, my God. I'm all over the place with I've that. learned how to do off. mind meld. Right. <laughs> Let me just do it. Like, that bugged the hell out of me. Because she's just like, oh, I like Vulcans, and I learned how to do the mind meld trick. I'm like, you're a robot. Like, you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, but what did you, after, you know, everything I'm a Jedi. Up, like, I can do anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but after, you you know, everything's set up, what were you thinking? Like, what, what, what did you envision the end of this show looking like? <sighs> I don't know, but the thing I do know is that, like, so, you know, right before, um, because, so they developed this weapon of mass destruction, right? The androids, and they're getting ready to use it on the Romulans. Mm-hmm. And you see a little bit of it coming out of, like, some portal slash hole. And I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Like, imagine if she had just gone through with it. Right. Like, the Romulans would have totally been decimated right like it just had like freaking tentacles or some it looked like something out of like matrix or whatever terminator right. where it's just like robotic arm yep yeah space yeah kraken. space kraken <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it was release the kraken And I was just like, that would have been really cool to see, but it's like, nope, we're gonna yeah. like destroy the you know weapon, and like right. we're gonna just let Federation handle everything. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, Dad, what were your thoughts on the on the space kraken sequence, and like the, I guess the overall final episode of this? Like, where did you think this was gonna kind of go? I had no idea, to tell you the truth. <laughs> um, I, I didn't know. I was. I was actually kind of confused about the in the last two episodes of the series. It, it's like, okay, I've got all these androids, and like you said, Amber, I've got something that can. I got a woman that can mind meld. How? <laughs> I mean, maybe, yes. maybe if if they related that to something Borg-like, something they may have stolen from the Borg, you know, to to do a neural connection. You know what it should have been, and I said this when we watched it. I'm just now remembering it. There's a scene right before that. When um, uh, uh, Brent Spiner is talking to Allison Pill's character and is like, I built this golem to put my brain into because I don't want to die. But like, I haven't gotten the brain thing to work right. But all they needed to do, 
was like throw a line where he's like I could get the brain interface to like see your thoughts but I can't get it to like transfer it onto the thing and all they would have needed to do is just plug uh the Allison pill into that machine and they could have just had the one android like view the memories real quick and then like move on we didn't need to do this weird fucking I'm like Spock but not as Vulcan because I'm a robot but I could do this anyway because it's apparently just a matter of putting your hand on someone's head and saying a few words like a magic spell <laughs> you done messed up A.A. Ron Walter what about you what were your thoughts on the uh, on what you thought it was going to be or what we were just like inches away from our first like Starfleet versus Starfleet like epic you know shit battle <laughs> yeah. right like we were right there it almost happened and they like they like teased us with it and then mm. they had Space Kraken appear <laughs> certainly wasn't what I expected I figured we'd get some like weird like transdimensional Terminator type mm -hmm. robots that would appear on the planet and just like sh you know Autobot transform into Starfleet ships and like right. fly out there and murk everybody but that's not what happened we were on the verge of greatness we were this close you know we didn't get Optimus yeah. Prime landing on the planet ready to go right. we got you know we got the Picard trick 2.0 yeah <laughs> yeah and then we got a fib now I'm on the bridge of the toughest fastest most powerful ship Starfleet has ever put into service and I've got a fleet of them at my back we've got our phasers locked on your warp cores nothing would make me happier than you giving me an excuse to kick your treacherous Talsiar ass it's literally like they were like, hmm, what's the craziest thing we could do? I know. How about space flowers? Oh, yeah. Oh, that what was the literally hell? how they decided to defeat that. Like, the most like, inefficient form of defense. They were just like, how many flowers do you have? And like, that was like, the we're out of flowers. Like, we got like 12. And I'm like, you guys built a little antenna in seconds. Yeah, the right. pressure button. You all can't build some drones. That just fly up and attack the Romulan. Like what? No, it's got to be doing? pretty. No, see, I'm an uh, I'm an artist. You don't understand. I have to make these flowers that do nothing but just float through the air and like, and, like eat shit. It seemed like they just kind of run into ships. And or I thought lasers. Up. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, what the they whole did. thing was weird with the I flowers. It just didn't make any sense to me. And it's like at the end, after Picard dies, and they bring him back, and they're like, "Hey, man, you don't have any augments." It's like, wait, you guys could have made augmented androids that could like teleport like and do mm -hmm. crazy things and like turn their arms into cannons and like fight all of these bad guys and instead you threw flowers in space and told Picard to make more of them like right oh man this is weak yeah no I think the ending was a little strange on a bunch of fronts I mean I was still holding out for the Borg like I was holding out for like some the, that proto Borg thing was the you know it was the precursor of the Borg that was like in another dimension and I was kind of waiting for like a, oh shit, we just brought the Borg back into the picture with this thing and it would have become like the Romulans and the Federation kind of have to do a super team up and you got all the ships fighting the Borg stuff coming out of the portal and then you have Soji shut it off and it cuts off the Borg supply and they, you know, kill them all or whatever. But no, it didn't happen. It was just like, blah, nope, yeah. nope, just shut that down right now. Uh, So Walter, you bring up a probably one of the more contentious things I think most contentious things I, I would say in this whole series Picard heroically sacrifices himself in the beginning of the show we set up like we do at the end of TNG that he has this brain abnormality that will kill him he will die there's no cure in it he's gonna die and in doing this whole thing this whole adventure and then the whole final sacrifice 
which is kind of a dick move because he doesn't tell Allison Pill that he's totally going to die and he's like, that's why he's doing this. And then she's like, hold up, you were going to die anyway? Like, what if we made it? Like, this sucks. But he goes up and his brain thing starts tweaking and he starts having a headache and he's like, I'm going to die. Stick me with the hypo spray. It'll make me die faster, but we got to fix this. And, you know, in the end it works. And he sacrifices himself. He dies. And it's like a really moving sequence. But then they kind of Disney it, and Picard doesn't die. We put him in the robot that we, the, the aforementioned, you know, the gun we saw in the first act, and bring him back to life. Oh my no, God! No, God, please, no! 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 They bring him back, and they're like, oh, you're not augmented at all, and like, you're going to live just as long. Like, yes, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. We just kind of made it so that you're not dead, but we got your sacrifice in there, so it's cool. And we also found, like, a really, really complicated way to solve your brain thing to kind of undercut what happens in the end of Next Generation. Amber, what were your thoughts on, on the Picard droid bot thing? What, what are you thinking there? I thought that was such a cop-out, but, you know, like, they're going to ride Patrick Stewart till he's dead in the ground. <laughs> and even then, I don't know, like, they That's might still find a way yeah, <laughs> yeah. to bring him back. Hello, Mr. Data. But my favorite part was when they were telling him, yeah, you're just going to live normally. Like, you're not augmented. He's like, he gives them that look, like, what? And and Allison Pill is just like, yeah, you'll live like, you know, another 10 years right. or five years. And he's just like, you know, an extra 10 would have been nice. <laughs> and like, just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of that like sassy Picard comes out, but then they just kind of drop it. I love so. in the beginning when they're like, when Brent Spire's like, yep, I didn't give you super strength or anything. And it's like at that super strength bit, you just watch, <laughs> you watch Picard just like spin his head and like look at him like, what? Yeah. I can't crush a starship with my bare hands what the hell's the point just kill me like it's just that look on his face dad what did you think about the the picard droid ending it's a it was like you said amber it's a cop-out i they had they have to keep him alive i mean obviously (laughs) can't have a series with a name star trek picard if they (laughs) if they don't keep him alive but um you know i was just thinking when you guys were discussing this is like what if this is all just a dream Ooh. And he wakes up to start a season two and Q's clapping. Yeah. <laughs> Mon Capitan, congratulations. Like, you survived. You <laughs> just, passed yet again, You Picard. passed the test. Like, the whole thing is a Q test where he's just like, Mon Capitan, you proved to me once and for all that. It's like click. Oh my God. Good. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. click. <laughs> he got all the way to the end and he died. Right. <laughs> We wanted to see if you had the ability to expand your mind and your horizons. And for one brief moment, you did. And then he just wakes up on the bridge of the Enterprise D and he's like, what's going on? And Riker's like, are you okay, Captain? He's like, I'll be in my ready room. And just leaves to go process that. Uh, Walter, what did you think of of the Picard droid? You know, like bef- like at the end when he's like doing all of the clones and he calls Soji and he's like, I'm giving you my life. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, what a great character send off. Right. The guy's 84 years old. They're going to let him go out in a blaze of glory <laughs> and everything's going to be great. And then like everything fades to black and he's like in the afterlife with Data. And I'm like, wow, they're going to have this heart to heart and everything's going to be great. And then the door opens and I'm like, 
<laughs> you know and i was like man finally like this is what i'm talking about and i thought like he was gonna die and then yeah. seven of nine was gonna take over and we'd get like season two mm-hmm. the board condition right. right you know and it's like guys we really need him to not be dead and so yeah. they like we're like oh well mysteriously we can just upload his consciousness no problem we yeah. cloned it we, it's like at some great. point, at some point, Allison Pill fixed the brain scan machine that Brett Spiner explicitly said doesn't work right. right. But between right. for like the over the course of eight hours, it was just like, oh, you just had to turn it on. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm always just reminded of like little Simpsons quote where it's like from a Halloween episode where the dolls trying to kill everybody. He's like, yep, here's your problem. Someone set this thing to evil. I love you, Homer. Come here, you. Which is the good adult loves everybody. Or they had the battery in backwards. Who knows? Yeah. But speaking of like recovery and great send offs, what do you, what's the general opinion about like the second send off of data here? Is it good, bad? Were you like, what the hell are we doing this again for? You know? Amber, what, what did you think of the whole like, let's give data another. I think it was good just because we're done, hopefully, with Brent Spri- uh, Spiner. <laughs> like, he's gone. Like, We're never done, done with Brand. Oh, I don't <laughs> think so. There'll be another one. Yeah. Dr. Oh, there's Sue, another file Junior. somewhere. Another. Yeah. 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 That brother's gonna have a twin on another planet that's yeah. working on like a, a bio enhancements, right? But Something. if they do that, then that kind of ruins like that scene because that like they put a lot of effort into that, obviously, with like the song and everything, oh, and he's beautiful. just like laying down. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And so if they try and bring him back like next season or in a different. They try to make show. him like B four or something like yeah. that instead. Yeah, I will be super like I'll yeah. be mad. Dad, what did you think of the 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 extra send off for data that we didn't see in Nemesis? Yeah, whatever. Just be done with it. I'm done with data. I was I was done with data in uh, Next Generation. <laughs> him and his. Yeah. I want to have emotions. Crap. I'm like I'm done with that. You don't need it. It doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit. It's a. It's an interesting thing to bring to, to cycle back to. It's just such an interesting thing to see that that's what Picard is hung up on is data. Like I don't know, he kind of achieved what he wanted to achieve. I thought we put a nice bow on this at the end of Nemesis. Walter, what did you think of the data send off? I mean, I, the thing that I thought was so interesting about it was that you think about the Borg for the most part or the androids, and they kind of live forever, right? right? And data's there, like, hey man, like I've been trapped inside this genie's bottle for a long time. And like life has no meaning if there's no death, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, that that's kind of deep. Like, yeah, that's and, and they like put you in this heartfelt moment, and you're like, yeah, life has no meaning without death. And then they just bring back Picard. And like, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, Picard has no meaning, right? No, but you have a great point. Like, I mean, I'll be honest. The first time I saw, even the second time I saw a little bit, I was like, I was tearing up a little bit. Like when Data's like, I just want to die, sir. Like that's what I want because, like you said, like there's no point. Like, I can do a million things, but none of it has any meaning. And that's what I kind of figured out sitting in this tiny little room for the last 30-plus years. Like, that that's, that's, that is what it means to be human. It's like, for your life to have meaning, you there has to be an end. But Picard over here, just like, you didn't make me an offer. <laughs> you didn't give me 10 more years. Right? Like, <laughs> like, Picard's over here like, oh, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm not going to die anytime soon, but that's a good point. Make me another body. Don't you let me stay here with him. (laughs) Don't turn me off. And then, yeah, I think it totally undermines it. And I think 
you know, like they point out in the beginning of the show, they got B4's body just hanging out back at start back in Okinawa. Like, what's to stop them from just turning him on and seeing the derpy data run around again? Like, right. I'm, and I'm now sure. they can go back and they've got this like crazy android and this crazy android doctor. And they're right. like, oh, what if we just turned this into like a new android? Right. Right. And now it's not data. It's like data. Right. Like, yeah. just, oh they my just God. Change, <laughs> make it something else. Yeah. No. And I don't think we need to do that. I, I think, I think. You nailed the second send-off of Data that didn't need to happen. Like, you did a good job in Nemesis. For all that Nemesis was, I think that was a good job. But, man, like, we didn't... Don't do it again. Don't undermine the rest of this, you know? But, yeah, I think that kind of wraps up Picard. Do you guys have any, like, major thoughts on Picard at all? Like, that we didn't get to talk... That we didn't touch on before we before we wrap everything up here? I think the Android thing is an is a touchy subject, like even in our reality, right? With the way machine learning's going and things like mm-hmm. that. And so I thought this was a good way to kind of address that without addressing that. Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting to see how far like AI has come, especially in the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we're nowhere near that. Like we literally still have to get like ships off the planet and be able to yeah. <laughs> um, fly through space. But other than that, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the next season. And hopefully they make it a little bit better. Um, yeah. Like, again, he only has 10 years. So, like, how far can you... You can't make eight seasons with that, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But Well, yeah. they, they could Disney him up again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or ages oh, years. <laughs> you, you know what? They'll just pull an X-Men, replace him with James McAvoy, like, randomly halfway through the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be for it. I, I, I wouldn't be not for it just because I've already seen it happen once, so... You know, why not? Dad, what what about you? Is there anything, you know, kind of still hanging for Picard that you have thoughts on? Um, I'm dying to see what they bring up, what they come up with next season. Yeah. Like I said, this was a, this was an entertainment thing for me. It, it had its it had its ups and downs and it had its weird weird things it should that it shouldn't have had or maybe it had some things that were were missing. But or maybe it was trying to maybe there was a message and I just didn't get it. Mm. But like you said, it's a hundred years before or more before we see this kind of stuff. Hopefully, um, you know, I'm sitting here thinking when you guys were talking Skynet, but um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm, I don't really have a whole lot of closing thoughts on on Picard. No, I think it's a. I think it was a nice setup for what I think will be a. I think it's kind of pulling a discovery. It's like here's let's let's set up what we want the show to be. We'll take the whole series to do it, and then season two will be like light years better than season one, just in like pacing and kind of you already know who everybody is and the kind of their deal so we can explore that path a little bit less but just kind of build on what we have and then you know what are they going to do next you know there's not really a clear line of which direction is this going to go it's going to be borg stuff it's going to be more romulan stuff are we going to see some klingons in action here and i'm kind of curious like you know if we see klingons are they going to look like uh klingons (laughs) are they going to look like the the ones from discovery you know what and I'm kind of curious how they're going to thread everything together because there's some aspects of, not to spoil anything, but there's some aspects of Picard, like technology they introduced that comes up in season three of Discovery that made me kind of go, oh, that's that's actually nice that they kind of paid attention to their own world building, as it were. So lastly, and not for very long, because there's not really a lot, I guess, to talk about necessarily, I was just kind of curious to get your guys' opinions on Star Trek Lower Decks. So for those of you listening, <clears throat> Star Trek Lower Decks is an animated television series, the second animated television series, mind you, for, from Star Trek. 
and it's kind of speaking of left turns it's nothing it's very little has anything to do with or like uh you know the rest of the series as that comes out it's more comedy than anything else but with like a star trek twist so amber just you know broad thoughts since there's not really a plot <laughs> what were your thoughts on on star trek lower decks I actually liked it just because there wasn't like a plot. It's just something that you can like put on and you're just like, okay, it goes episode by episode. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can tell, there's not a whole lot of like character development going on or yeah. like a, you know, a one thing that they're like, or goal, I guess, that they're going after. Um, but it was like really relatable because honestly, that's where I'd be. I'd be personally <laughs> probably in the lower decks, like just this you know, no name person or whatever. Um, And it would be great if, like, I could be, like, in Starfleet, but honestly, that's where I'd probably be, like, not knowing what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) So, but yeah, it was pretty funny. And they do make, like, a lot of references. Like, we were kind of talking about, I think it's, like, TNG after. Like, they make a lot of, like, references. Like, not so much the OG series, but... Yeah, I mean, you got, nice like, your salt vampires and stuff from the OG series, and they do, like, name drop Kirk and whatnot. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think you're totally... I think, you know, that's... I feel like that's where I'd be, too. Is It's just funny <laughs> how, I think, in the first episode, they're, like, introducing the Orion cadet or whatever, <clears throat> Ensign, and she, he's like, yeah, so we uh, we all sleep in a hallway. It's pretty cool, but, uh, you know, we sleep... <laughs> uh, when, you, when you get promoted enough, you get your own room, and that's what we're really aiming for, and I'm just like, wow, that... That kind of takes the the rose tinted glasses away from TNG, <laughs> yeah. where it's like they have this infinite number of like apartment sized rooms on the Enterprise. Like, no, they probably have somewhere below. There's probably just a hallway of beds. Right, and that's it's like a carnival sleep. cruise ship the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where does the cruise ship? Where does the crew sleep on these right. carnival cruise? I, I got to figure they're in racks downstairs, and probably yeah. they're sharing beds because. One guy's working, so there's one bed for every three right. people. Right. So one guy gets just rotating yeah, shifts. Yeah. yeah, he sleeps in shifts, or somebody sleeps in the bed in, sh- in shifts. It's better than being in the hall. <laughs> yeah, totally. I just I like that little. It's like we sleep in the hall. It's pretty cool. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it really sucks. So yeah, we kind of sleep in a hallway. It's a little disappointing, but eventually when you rank up, you get your own room. We're pretty close to the showers, which is nice. It does get kind of musty though. Which is weird, because the showers are sonic. Dad, what were your thoughts on, on Lower Decks? It's very entertaining. I can sit back, and if I want to just shut the brain off and turn it on, it's entertaining. I laugh. You know, I, I sit there and go, it's not Star Trek. Stop trying to make connections. Yeah. You know, even though the, the one character's mother or whatever is the big admiral. Yeah. And obviously she isn't getting, or maybe she is getting some special treatment. I don't know, but... um. Yeah. Because her father's somebody special too, I think. Yeah, I think her. I think her. Her mother is the captain, and her father's like some admiral somewhere. Yeah. But she's still on the lower decks. It's not like she's got to move up to that, you know, apartment in the sky. But Walter, what are your opinions on on lower decks? Yeah, I mean, it's a meme show, right? Like yeah. it, it's a it's a, it's the Rick and Morty of Star Trek universe, right? right. Like nothing has to make sense and it's it's like they just wanted to just make a satire about all of the idiosyncrasies that is star trek (laughs) right and all of the things that we're all like but like what about the other 800 people on the ship you know like not everybody gets to be the hero and you know synchronize the dilithium crystal so they can get to warp whatever yeah you know sometimes people gotta like swap the poop deck and like (laughs) clean out the 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 laundry like you know no and i i liked 
I kind of liked that. Like, I like the the let's answer the question of what the hell do these other people do, and then it's just like, oh, they're fixing a replicator that's like throwing out steaming hot bananas <laughs> for like no reason, you know? Right. Banana hot. Banana hot. Ah, Freaking burn me. They're doing all kinds of weird stuff, and it, it, it's sort of that answer to a lot of the background questions, like what are they doing? Um, I will say that like Picard but maybe with a more even sort of 45 degree angle slope like this show just got a lot better for me like as I went like that first episode I was like oh okay that's fine I guess it just feels kind of like a Star Trek kind of half-assed Rick and Morty but whatever and then by the time they get to like the the episode where they're like aping all the Star Trek movies with like all the lens flare Mm -hmm. and like the needless like flying the flying the shuttle around the ship just to like get multiple shots of the ship as they're doing the whole thing like I really did like the sat- how they were being satirical with that kind of stuff like it was funny um, and then the final episode where again here comes Captain William T. Riker just out of the blue <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> like the man just can't stay out of Star Trek and it, I mean I, I had a good laugh at that with like it's the Titan and I was like wait a minute and then he's like I'm Captain Riker like I'm gonna blow you to hell or whatever and I'm just like oh Boy, like we're doing this, and you know they have fun with it. Abandoned ship. Wait, incoming ship? It's the Titan. Enterprise. Red alert! A Packlin party, and I wasn't invited. Ooh, it's about time you showed up, Will. Mariner, this makes us even. You know Riker? Yeah. Who do you think hooks me up with all my contraband? Dude is flush with Romulan ale. And... I'm sorry. What was that? Uh-huh. We're still at red alert. Target those ships. And I mean, maybe fire. he's going for the record for like the most number of Star Trek shows to be on. I know? think he holds like, that record. I think I saw somewhere the other day that he holds the record at least for the most episodes. Or he's directed, I think, since TNG, he's directed at least one episode in every single series. I think that's come out, um, and he's directed like at least one or two of the movies. So, you know, the man definitely like. I mean, he's directed a handful of Discovery ones, too. I noticed when we were rewatching that, there's, like, a, more than a few, like, Jonathan Frakes directed. Maybe like, he needs some money. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what else he does. Like, yeah, or he's just bored. Yeah. Maybe. But I think but I think overall, I kind of agree with the, with the feel of the room. Like, Lower Decks is a nice, you know, to me it was kind of refreshing because it's like, I can turn my brain off. Like, I, you know, especially with this whole binge of Star Trek, it's just like... Oh man, sometimes I just want some Star Trek to just let it be in the background and kind of just laugh when something happens. I don't want to think about it. Like, you know, TNG, I've seen enough to where I don't need to think about it, but, you know, Discovery, I'm like, okay, I got to focus. Otherwise, I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, Discovery is so cool. You can't zone out. Like, there's a lot happening. <laughs> right. So much happens, especially, and Picard is, not, is nothing different either. Like, Picard, a lot happened in that show per episode. And it's just like, some of this feels like filler, some of this is important. So. Amber, you've come on this trek through the stars. You've watched every scrap, at least a little bit, of every single scrap that is on the Star Trek party platter from Costco. (laughs) (laughs) The big question that we started this whole venture with that I will now ask you. Who is your favorite captain? It's gotta be Captain Pike now. Oh, really? Yeah. It's gotta be Captain Pike and then <laughs> Captain Kirk. 
and then I don't know I don't care about the other one so (laughs) (laughs) wow I see you nodding over there in approval dad like tear coming to your eye over there for the pike yeah pike pike really just like I can't wait for that um that new series that's coming out yeah with him me neither he was just like especially in a discovery and even like um in the like kelvin timeline like his character is just like so redeeming like despite you know kirk being such an asshole and shit like that like he's even somebody that like kirk admires and like will listen to like he's just that kind of guy that everybody just respects and everything so yeah but he's not perfect like he's definitely just like I'd rather not be a captain, but I am a captain. So regardless, I just got to like do my job and get through this. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point that, you know, we didn't really touch on when we covered it. But like in the Kelvin timeline movies, they do, you know, give Pike some credit. Like he is kind of that like, I already went through this shit. I know what I'm doing. And like, I know how to be a captain and I just need you to learn it too. So like that was kind of a neat way to use the character. So Pike is it, huh? Thanks. Okay. So you're you're firmly staunchly in like that I am OG territory. Yeah. Walter, you have any thoughts? I mean, we heard Dad's approval. You know how but... many thoughts I have about that. <laughs> 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 Listen, I've been saying it since the beginning, and I'm gonna stand to it to the end. We need to stop doing all this BS, like official Star Trek crap, and just build a universe with pirates. That's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> that's what we need. That's what this show is building up to. Like, let's be honest. That's what's going to happen. And then Janeway's going to appear out of nowhere and be like, Picard, I have my top secret <laughs> invincible fighter jet. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's probably not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I would love for it, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. Well, Picard's going to give us, I think, a good dose of the pirate stuff that I think Walter wants. Um, just space pirates, you know? Like, let's do it. Living in that kind of morally gray area. Yeah, I mean, as, as, I guess as far as the record goes, I think my favorite captain might honestly be Archer. Just because it's just, he got to be like that kind of guiding, how are we going to do this? But at the same time, he kind of got the, I'm not breaking the rules, I'm making the rules kind of type way. And, you know, if I do something bad, I'm not breaking any rules, I can do what I want. And I always thought that was kind of cool. Um, especially through the season three kind of arc with his character. I thought that was really cool to watch that dad what about you 100 percent agree with that i i like pike pike would be my number two archer would be my number one. Oh, really yeah i i mean i i have it's just i just like that series much better than all of the others i don't know why yeah. i just did um yeah it had to it had conflict with the vulcans which we never have any in anything else and you know, it portrayed the Vulcans being the bad guys. Maybe it's prejudice on my part. I don't know, but I never trusted the Vulcans anyway. Spock's the only one I trust. I definitely think that Enterprise had some cool stuff, and it's a shame it got canceled. I know because it, it was just it was just coming. Yeah, into it was it was like the most relatable out of all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it was it was, the, it was a, so like accessible on like that level because it's like just close enough, but also just far away enough to where everything's like believable, you know. So I think. That is going to do it for where no man has gone before November, December <laughs> here. Uh, it's been seriously fun. Thank you guys for all the episodes, Dad, Walter, that you guys have jumped in on. I mean, th- this has been great. It's been super insightful. And just to hear, you know, the opinions of different people, different fans from all across. So thanks for coming on. Seriously. Oh, you're welcome. I had a great time. Thank you. Yeah, it was a blast. Thanks for taking me, you know, giving me a reason to go and watch the ones I hadn't watched and to, you know, um, you know, 
probably to Amber's disadvantage. She's probably over it at this point. It was a great adventure for me, and I, I was uh, I would do it again. So yeah. thanks for the opportunity. It was great. Well, you know that is what we started this whole entire show for was like let's get an excuse to watch stuff that we might not have ever watched before and probably wouldn't if we didn't have a good enough reason. And you guys are welcome back anytime, Star Trek or otherwise. You know to talk about whatever we happen to be talking about that that week. You know, in the meantime, though, after this episode, for the holidays, Amber and I are going to be taking a two-week hiatus break just to kind of reset after this really big undertaking that we didn't quite, you know, know how it was going to hit until we were done, and boy, did it hit a lot harder than we thought. But we're going to take a break just for the holidays, but we will be back in the new year with new content, you know, following the old ways where we got movies and our small screens will come back up with TV shows or whatever series we happen to be watching at the time. Yeah, and in the meantime, you guys can check us out on our socials. So we're really active on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our um, username for that is um, So What Happens Next. And then you can also check out our website, swhn19.com where we have posted all of the episodes, commentary, etc. And then of course you can also listen to us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so feel free to check us out while we're taking a break. Catch up on some old episodes, some Star Trek if you want to. And of course, we'll still be posting stuff to our social media so you can always reach out talk to us, tell us what you think about Star Trek. You know, is there something you wish we talked about? Something you wish we covered? Are you angry we didn't go and cover every single Kirk movie that ever happened. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you again, Dad, Walter, for coming on the show and all the episodes you came on before. And as always, I am one of your hosts, Thomas. I'm Amber. I'm Bob. And I'm Walter. And this is So What Happens Next. Live long and prosper, everybody. And program. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before.